when I was about 12, I wasn't the best at hurling. Um, it wasn't great, really. And uh, <clears throat> on one occasion, then, a guy from two houses up uh, from, from us out in the country, uh, he said, um, he called over, and he said, uh, any chance you'd play hurling this evening? And I said, uh, why, why is that? Why, where, where? He said, yeah, we're, just, we're trying to feel a team from the locality, and we need to make up the numbers. We haven't got enough. We need 15, you know, obviously. So we, they, had, they had 13 or 14. They needed someone else. And I said, wow, it makes me feel so special. Do you know, I've been invited onto a team to make up the numbers. Yeah, sure. So I went along. I mean, I wasn't, I'd say I wasn't very good. But the, the idea of being, being part of a group in order to make up numbers, in order to kind of, you know, just bulk the thing up. Basically, you're not on the thing because you're any good. You're there because they just need someone to fill a seat, right? It's not very, it's not very affirming. Uh, when it comes to our faith and our walk with the Lord, he never sees us as just people to fill seats. We are always seen as individuals. We are always seen as children. We are always seen as people he loves. And I think so, so, it's just so easy for us to come to Mass as if we're kind of invisible, as if we're kind of anonymous, sitting in the back row and uh, hiding away there as if no one can see you. Uh, and <laughs> stop looking around accusing people, okay? You were, you were there yesterday. So... Uh, so, but like, but it's like, you know, just kind of, you know, I'm at mass, but I'm, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of anonymous, or if I was here, not here, wouldn't really make a difference, you know, uh, rather than thinking, I get to make a difference now. Do you know what I mean? When we go to mass, we get to make a difference. We get to do something important. We're not part, we're not, we're not spectators at a, at a show here, you know, at a show or a, a football match goes ahead with or without an extra 10 spectators, more or less, makes no difference. Makes no difference to what happens on the pitch. That's not Mass. In Mass, you see, we're in the holy sacrifice of the Mass. We're, 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 we're part of this celebration. So we bring ourselves. We also, with the priest, offer everything to God the Father. Nothing is wasted. Everything is important. You're important. Your prayer is important. You get to make a difference when you go to Mass. This is really, really... Uh, essentially that we get this like that we're not passive at mass that we're not passive do you mean do we believe our prayer makes a difference or not does our prayer make a difference or not because if it doesn't why do we bother and what's the greatest prayer the mass so do you believe then that, that you offering your mass you celebrating mass well you receiving holy communion maybe offering that for someone do we believe this makes a difference or not i, I like asking kind of blunt questions because we need to ask ourselves what are we doing here does this make a difference? Like, am, am, am I just a number filling up a couple of benches? Or, or, or am I kind of such on the pitch? Am I a player in this? Am I, am I contributing with my love, with my attention? Am I receptive even? So there's, there's the giving part, then there's also there's the receiving part. Am I coming to Mass like receiving nourishment from God's Word, receiving Him in Holy Communion? Or again, is it just, eh, it's part of the program, or it's Sunday, so it's what I do. And then Mass is just so kind of, I don't know, passive. And then if we go, great. And if we don't go, uh, yeah, that's kind of okay too, I suppose. And, and we, we don't miss it. We don't go there to give anything. We don't go there to get anything. And then it's, it's just indifferent to us then. <clears throat> there are three short points I hope to get through this morning. I'll do my best. So first one um, is that 
we have this reading from Exodus today, which is, uh, there's this one detail which I find very, very important. So the Lord, so God the Father, explains to, to Moses that the people have apostatized. So he says you just have to lead them out of Egypt. You just have to work in all sorts of miracles, plagues and so on and so forth, crossing the Red Sea, you know, the parting of the Red Sea is fairly miraculous, uh, clouds of pillar clouds of fire okay all sorts of amazing things and no sooner it seems like no sooner are they out of Egypt than they ask for they, while Moses is gone they ask Aaron to make them a golden calf and what just there's a detail about what, what they say when they ask for this they say first there's a, there were a couple of problems but uh, so they make this this idol out of out of gold Right, cast out of gold, out of rings and ear- earrings and all sorts of piercings that they had. Maybe we should try one here. No, we shouldn't. Get rid of them. Um, they said, and then when the, when the calf is fashioned, then they said, these are your gods, Israel, who brought you out of Egypt. Two problems here. Number one, these are your gods, plural. That's a problem because the Jews only believed in one god. The Egyptians believed in multiple gods. Jews only believe in in one, so there's a problem here. These are your gods, plural, it's a problem. But these are your gods that brought you out of Egypt. So basically what they're doing is, rather than listening to how God reveals himself, it's like they they think this is how we want God to be. They worship God on their terms. They say we want our God to be like this. This is not how God has revealed himself, this is how we want him to be. So rather than, as I say, like looking or asking God, how do you want to be worshipped? How are you, God? As in, as in uh, what kind of a God are you? How do you want us to approach you? They worship God on their terms. And this is a huge problem. Because then how do you know you're adoring God at all? How do you know you're worshipping God at all? How do you know you're not just worshipping something that you made? Even in our reading today, and that's the second point, so I'm getting through it. Um, in our reading today, there's almost some biblical humour. They fashioned a calf at Horeb and worshipped an image of metal, exchanging the God who was their glory for the image of a bull that eats grass. Right? So like God who worked all these miracles, he led them out. That, this was their God. This is God. He's fantastic. Moses was going, got up talking to him, getting the Ten Commandments. What did they do? Make a statue of a bull who eats grass. So, like, the, the psalm is, being, is kind of underlining the fact, this is really stupid. Why do we do this? So, so when we come to Mass, we're not, part, we're not one of a crowd. We're, we're, we're a member of a body. And what we do here is important. And we come here not to worship God on our terms, but to worship God as he has revealed himself. So to worship him in spirit and truth, worship him according to how he has asked us to worship him. Do this in memory of me. So this is, this, is, this is hugely important. Uh, last and third point. Um, Jesus is just fantastic. Here he is. He's awesome. Uh, just, it's so blunt when he says, as for human approval, this means nothing to me. I don't care. Like Jesus was never looking for popularity. He never did, I mean, sometimes he did and said things that were popular, obviously healing people, teaching people, often was popular. There were other times when he would sack, tell people, that, tell people off, 
tell people that they were out of line as well publicly which may have lost in popularity but he doesn't care about popularity now we have to balance this with the fact that God does want to be loved but understand it correctly again pardon me that I use this analogy so often but you imagine an aquarium or an ant farm right Um, do I really care what the fish think of me my day is fairly indifferent Um, if the fish really like me and look forward to me coming you know sometimes actually they are I wouldn't say they're smart but when you open the top of the aquarium and you put fish food in the corner they do all kind of swim up so maybe in some way they like me I don't know but do I really care not really say like there's a little three or four fish there plotting against me and they hate me (laughs) I don't care I don't care like I mean, my day, my day is <laughs> plenty of plenty of other things going on. I don't need the approval of fish. I don't. <laughs> you can quote me on that. <laughs> okay. I, I don't need or ants say I don't need their approval. Right? Okay. So, so when we think of when we think of God, God doesn't need our approval God doesn't need our approval now he but he wants us to love him why he wants us to love him for our good not for him he I mean he's perfect and eternal without us but he wants us he wants us to love him because it's good for us he wants us to recognize that he has given everything because he has given us everything because it's good for us it's not like you know it makes you know, like he, he he loves us into existence and wants us to love him in return he's not indifferent to us of course not but he's not like how would you say he's not needy he says oh, I just want him to like me you know he doesn't he's, he's not doing what he's doing to kind of win our approval or to, in order to make him feel better he's doing what he's doing to win our love because he loves us and us loving him in return is good for us you understand it's for us that he wants this. He, this, is, this is God's nature, to empty himself and give himself for us. So he wants us to love him in return because it's good for us. For his glory, yes, but, but his, his glory is, 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 that, is, that we're, is, is, is that we recognize who he is because it's good for us. You know, otherwise it makes him sound kind of selfish and it's all about him and it's all about, you know, I want people to like me. No, I mean, as Jesus says, as for human approval, I don't care. But I do want people to, to love me and to love God. But again, not because I want their approval. I, I want their love. I want them to know what it's like. I actually want to elevate them to share my own divine nature. I want to lift them up. I want them to be happy. Love is what matters here, not kind of approval and popularity. It's love. Love is, love is different to approval and popularity. They, they, they're, they come and they go. Love is different. So, to recap, when we come to Mass, we're not, we shouldn't be passive or passengers. We're not here to make up numbers. We're here to pray. We're here to give our love and to receive God's grace. This isn't passive. Both, both are, we, we have to actively choose to pray and actively choose to receive what God is offering. In that, we, we worship God as he has asked us to worship him, not worshiping God in our own terms, as what happened in, in Har- at Horeb. And thirdly, we don't do so to, to, 
for popularity or anything like that. We do, that because, we do this because God has loved us first and wants our love in return for our good. So we ask the Lord today to help us at this and every Mass to pray, to worship, to receive as Our Lady would have with such profundity, such sincerity, such simplic external simplicity, with a heart that's open to receive, a heart that offers itself and gives itself, that we might worship God as he has asked, and that we might experience what it means to walk day by day in a loving relationship with him. Amen. So dear brothers and sisters, I'd just like to take this opportunity to thank you all for joining us on YouTube or on Paving the Way Home or on Spotify, wherever you've listened to these homilies. Thank you so much for being part of our mission and for continuing to support our mission. It was a great gift that during lockdown uh, we could branch out or broaden uh, our, our outreach so much uh, through technology. So it was, that's been a wonderful privilege and honour. Uh, I'd ask two things, if I may. <clears throat> One, that we'd really appreciate your prayers for our mission. So we have our young people here with us this year. And then there are also, there's a youth ministry, family ministry, and hopefully in the near future, men's ministry, which we hope to engage in. So we'll ask for your prayers for uh, all of those outreaches. And if you feel that the Lord is calling you to support us also financially, uh, we would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Uh, running a place like this is, is not cheap, and uh, we do need uh, benefactors' help to, to keep the show on the road and to keep our doors open and to keep this place of formation uh, alive for uh, the young people that come to us. We have opened our applications for next year as well. So if you know anybody who might like to apply, they can do so through our website, holyfamilymission.ie. And also, if you'd like to make any donations, you can do so through our website, holyfamilymission.ie, or send us an email if you'd like to uh, arrange some other form of donation. But we would be greatly, greatly appreciative of any support that you can give us uh, through your prayer and through your financial support. All right. So God bless, and we're praying for you here in Holy Family.